Well, this morning in reading First uh, Peter chapter one, I kind of got off on a tangent in my journal entry. So, hope you'll bear with me. But um, I don't. This certainly is not what Peter, the point Peter was trying to make in this chapter. But it, when you read this, when you read the chapter, it's kind of broken into two pieces. Um, there's this section of, you know, it, this is what we profess to believe. This is the the first section. He comes out and kind of says, "Hey, here's what we believe." You know, I'm, I'm reminding you of your faith and why you believe what you believe. And then there's a second section, which is kind of a since you believe or since since we believe this together, then we are to live this way type section. And it's separated by a word that is very important throughout the New Testament, this word, therefore. We constantly see Peter and Paul, especially writing uh, with their type A personalities this way, where they'll say, here's what we believe, therefore, here's what we should do. And, um, you know, Peter um, in this, in this, um, uh, he, he's, he's writing this chapter with this, since we believe this type of ment- mentality. And, um, and it kind of, it kind of brings me to this question, um, or, or, or this simple idea that I was sitting on in my mind as I was reading this and, and now kind of teasing out through, through my writing that, um, or am I an all in Christian? And, um, what I mean by that is, have I thoroughly examined Jesus? Have I, have I thoroughly examined the whole Jesus thing to the point where I think it's easier to place my faith in, in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ as a, as a substitute for um, my own need to get right with God? Have, have I placed my faith in that to the point where I think it's easier to trust that that's the truth than it is to believe the counter-argument? In other words... Have I wrestled with the um, the apologetic elements of the Christian faith long enough and hard enough that I'm just not that, that that's not my thing anymore? And here's why I'm asking this: is um, that I've seen plenty of people who grew up. See, I didn't grow up in the Christian faith. My journey into being a believer, um, into a G, becoming a Jesus follower, was a journey of I started on the side of no, I'm not. I'm a skeptic. And I came to faith partly as I studied and learned about why Christians would would and should believe what we believe. And so I came into the faith as a skeptic. Therefore, I, I, I wrestled with this the whole way in. But a lot of people, fortunately in a sense, and then unfortunately in a sense, grew up in the faith. And they never adequately wrestled with why am I a Christian? Why am I believe? Why am I a believer? They never really wrestled to the ground this question: Why do I believe what I believe? If someone asked you that question, could you give a good answer to that? Or even if it's not an articulate answer, is your is your faith fragile? Are there like could could, could there be a scientific discovery that poked a hole in your faith? What would that discovery have to be? Um, you know, that I think is a very important idea, a very important question to wrestle the ground because we see Peter writing this morning to this group of Christians and these dispersed group of Christians kind of in this area of what we now call Turkey. And, and what he's saying is because you believe this, you saw these things because you believe this, here's what you go and do. But there are a lot of people who come into the Christian faith on brittle, or fragile footing on, on shifting sand, so to speak. And then they leave because once they start to have to get accountable, once they start to get challenged, 
they start poking at their own faith and they find that it's easier to pull a card out of the deck, you know, and have the, have the whole thing fall down than it is to take challenge because being accountable is difficult. Um, and so it reminded me of something Peter said uh, as I was reading in chapter six of, of uh, John's gospel. And we see this, that Jesus has, has had the disciples kind of tagging along behind him. And now there's a crowd and, and now there's all this momentum and the disciples are starting to kind of get a little bit famous. And, and so Jesus you know, is, is there and there's a crowd and he's, he's going to give a message. And he talks about how hard it's going to be to be a Christian and what you have to give and what it's going to cost you. And then everybody leaves. And then he turns and looks at the disciples and he says, are you going to go too? Uh, and, and so here, here's what John, here's what it says in John chapter six, verse starting at verse 66, going through 69. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with them. So Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away as well? And who chimes up or who chimes in? It's our, it's, it's Peter. Peter, Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? We have the words of eternal life and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy one of God. Now, ironically, Peter forgets this again, at least once or twice. And we, we get to see this cataloged in the writings of the Gospels. But the point is this. Peter answered the right way. God, I believe. Where else am I going to go? Is your faith that type of faith? Um, are you all in on your faith? And the question to me too, am I all in on my faith so that when Peter gives me a therefore, and I'm challenged. Am I strong enough in my faith to sit there and say, well, I believe, so therefore I've got to sit here and take this. I've got to sit here and look at this and reconcile my life against what's being written here. That is a great position of faith to be in, to be able to be challenged, to be able to be changed, and to be humble enough to know that we got changing to do. And that's really what I got out of the, the reading this morning.